I know I'm on a path and as long as I can build other people up so they can, you know, confidently put themselves forward, I'm happy. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one size fits all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hey, listener, welcome to another episode of The Found Podcast. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and I am so grateful and excited to bring you this week's guest, Mariah Danielson of Wander Design Co. Mariah and I go back a couple years, as you'll hear in the interview, but I was just immediately drawn to her heart of service, her warmth, and her creativity. And while she is using all of these gifts to create beautiful branding, and websites and mentorship for female creatives. Today, we talk about the deeper work that she's doing with business owners and helping them find their why. Now, we might think we know what a why is, right? It's this reason that we're doing something, whether that something is volunteering for the PTO or attempting this new big thing in our business, but your why is deeper than that. It goes deep into the core of you. And it's this unchanging thing that just propels you forward. And when you look in hindsight at the events and the seasons of your life, you'll find these themes and these common threads that are your why. And in today's episode, Mariah walks us through how she works with her clients to help unpack these stories and seasons in our lives and really find out what that why is. So it becomes a tool that guides us forward and also helps us filter out these big decisions that we are presented with as moms and as business owners who are busy in our everyday lives. So get ready. This is a good one. We're going to talk to my friend Mariah of Wander Design Co. Mariah, I am so excited to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being with us. Yes, I'm so excited to be here and chatting with you, Molly. Mariah and I, like, we've met at the Empower Her Summit a couple of years ago. We were partnered up in an activity. You came into business school earlier this year and were a guest presenter. And this fall, I was like, why have I not had her on the podcast yet? Because I feel like your journey as a small business owner, on top of how you're helping small business owners today, is just like, I should have had you on episode one. You should be leading this podcast. But I'm thankful that you're here with us in this episode. So why don't I turn it over and let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah. So, well, 
first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I always love chatting with you and um, being able to share just how why discovery can help creative women or business owners. So I am Mariah Danielson and I work with dreamers and doers so they can confidently shine in their gifts. And I do this through branding, show up website design, um, why discovery and mentorship for creative women. And really, um, the reason I do this work in this type of work is it ties back to my why of working with dreamers and doers so they can confidently shine. Because I like to help women find the confidence to put themselves out there in their business. And they can do that better when they have, you know, branding that tells their story and speaks to their ideal clients, or when they know their why statement to help them make decisions in business. And um, they're just a few pieces that I can help them with that will help them go after their dreams. This is so good. I love like, as you're talking about this, and like, more than just like the what you do, I feel like that why like permeates through everything. And I could like feel it in my chest, like how much you love what you're doing and the women that you're helping through your process. Um, and I know that like, as a business owner yourself, you didn't just like dive in and you're like, yes, I know that I want to help other female creatives find their why you have a journey that yeah. got you to this point. Right. So why don't you yeah. walk us through that? How did you get started in small business? And then kind of take us through that evolution of Mariah. Yeah. So I went to school for graphic design, um, just a two-year degree. And then at night, I went to school for marketing and got my four-year degree in marketing. So while I was getting my marketing degree, I had a corporate job um, as a graphic designer for a local company here in the Quad Cities. And once I graduated, uh, after a couple years, I worked my way up to lead a graphic designer and I managed a couple people and I had some interns that helped me with social media stuff. And I thought I was going to climb the corporate ladder, but at, you know, I don't know, I was maybe 22. I had like reached the top of where I could be in that company. Um, so in that time, when I was in college, I had gotten married and I loved wedding planning like most of us do when we get married. We all love the wedding planning process. So I started a wedding blog for vintage indie and bohemian rides. And that really helped me get some great features on some bigger websites. I got some speaking gigs from that. And uh, that like propelled me into this world of, oh, there's more than just climbing a, a ladder. I could be whatever I want to be. But really, I just liked helping bride tell their stories through their wedding day and not having a wedding that their parents planned for them or that looks exactly like the wedding that was at the hotel last weekend. So as I'm sitting there working my corporate job, I was spending my lunch hours building my side hustle. And I got this sinking feeling that the corporate ladder was just not what I wanted anymore. And so 10 years ago, actually, this summer, I quit my job and went into graphic design and wedding planning um, and wedding blogging full time. Um, so again, like that just gave me a taste of that entrepreneurial world. And I loved it so much that I also opened an antique store in my hometown with my brother and sister-in-law and husband. So I was doing that vintage wedding rentals, wedding planning and wedding blogging along with design work. And then 
um, I had my second baby. I'm like, this is too much. So Mm -hmm. from there, I just decided to focus mainly on graphic design. And since 2016, then I've really narrowed in my focus on the type of people I work with and um, the ways that I help them. And in 2019, I would say, I started helping women find their why after going to a conference in New York and hearing Simon Sinek talk about his book that he had just written, Start With Why. So I kind of learned that process and have helped women all over the country now find their why and use it to make decisions in their business and their life um, with confidence. Oh, I love every every small business owner has a founder story. And typically the story starts somewhere. It doesn't necessarily have this step-by-step path that leads directly to where they are today, right? And as we start out in business, a lot of times that's what we think is going to happen. We think it's going to be neatly laid out and we're going to go from point A to point B to point C. But as you know, through your journey in business ownership, sometimes it's a windy path because you're trying things and then you find this other passion that like has sprouted up. And throughout though, there are these like common threads. And what Mm -hmm. I hear in your story is this common thread about being creative and helping others. And I think that comes back to your why, correct? Like that's the common thread that comes through all of these things. Yeah. Basically, Um, helping people tell their story, even in the Mm -hmm. antique world. It took me like a minute, like selling antiques. How does that have to do anything with like helping people shine? But it's the same. It's like helping objects shine. I love having antiques in my home and giving them new life rather than buying something at Hobby Lobby or Target to decorate. Um, I love the story behind the piece and like who used this and what did they use it for? And so I even found ties and like selling antiques ties. It's got the same, you know, thread as helping brides tell their story and helping business owners step out in confidence. And what I love about each different section of my life, and, you know, it's the same with everyone, the different things you do, you pick up more skills. And then 10 years from now, who knows what I'll be doing? But I for sure did not think that this would be my path when I quit 10 years ago. You know, so everything builds on top of each other. And the more you can make these conscious, conscious decisions uh, in the right direction, it's just there's no telling what your life can end up becoming just from all the past experiences. I just wanted to pause there because I feel like that was a really, really great sound bite. Like there's no telling what. And like you just said, back in the very first position you had, outside of school, there's still parts of that that are found in what you do today. And Mm -hmm. everything in hindsight, you can see how those little breadcrumbs are like coming together now. Yeah. So cool. Definitely. So you mentioned that in 2019, you attended this conference in New York. Simon Sinek was there with his start with why story and philosophy. Can you walk us through that a little bit? What was it about this particular conference that kind of drew you in? And I know that there's like a fun little story that comes along with that about like a coin, correct? Yes. Yes. So actually 2019 is when I started helping women find their why. And that's when I went to um, a retreat and helped 14 women find their why in like a group situation. 
uh, which was wonderful. But back in 2011, I did Marie Forleo's B-School. And in B-School, at that time, she had a live conference that went along with it. And I won a ticket to New York City to go to her conference. And that was when Simon had just written his book. And he gave each of us a copy at the conference. And I really resonated with what he was saying. It made sense. It made me understand why I loved the brands that I loved and how my personal why and beliefs are tied to their personal why or their business why and beliefs. And it was just, that is why this connection is so strong. So I don't know how it happened, but afterward, I ended up talking to him and he gave me this coin that had, um, he, he has this circle drawing with these three rings and your why is in the middle, your how is in the second ring, and on the outside is the what you do. So just the focus on your why should be your core. How you do it is the next thing that's important. And what you do, it doesn't really matter what you do. It's the why and the how you carry it out that are the most important. So I kept that coin. um, And then when I was kind of struggling to figure out what I wanted to do after I had my second child and was feeling kind of lost, that coin randomly came up, I found it. And then that's when I dove into finding my own why. And then it all just kind of built from there. Oh my gosh. I love that story. I apologize for having the dates confused, but I think, no, I think I, no, I I think think I gave the wrong date. No, you're good. (laughs) I, but I just find that so fascinating though. And similar to what we had talked about, your like path to small business, like these little, again, breadcrumbs had kind of popped up in your path. And then at the right time, it came together so that you could see this direction for the next iteration of your business. Um, And I think too, one of the first, when I first started my business, one of the first like YouTube, I don't know, I got down this rabbit hole about like (laughs) business, like trainings and stuff like that. And they were kind of hitting, kind of missing, but the golden circle when it's like a very like it's an old like beginning of YouTube, but it's Simon Sinek explaining his concept of starting with your why in the golden circle. And I come back to that at least yeah. once a year, if not more, because it is so powerful. This concept of keeping the why in the center and then yeah. your what grows from that, but that can change, but your why stays yeah. the same. Exactly. Yes. Oh, so good. So if people are listening and they're like, I don't know if I've ever heard of this, Simon Sinek. I don't know if I've heard of this golden circle or this why concept before. Can you share with us your perspective on like, what is this why? And yeah. well, just go into that and then I'll probably have a follow-up question. <laughs> Sounds good. So basically our lives are made up of the experiences that we've had and each you know, big milestone in our lives, big, actually big or small milestones can have an impact on who we are and who we've become. And all of that comes together into like your purpose in life and how you operate at your natural best. And so when you know how you operate at your natural best and what you're striving for, what your impact you can have on others is, that really uh, rolls into your why statement. So it's basically this overarching theme for your life that you can use to make decisions on a daily basis, look for um, community who feels the same, connect with other people and clients. It's really just this guiding 
statement to help you. And it doesn't have to just be in business either. So my why statement is to build others up so they can confidently shine. And while I do that for my clients and my business, that's how I've always acted with my friends. I'm just like their biggest cheerleader. I try to be same with my husband. I just want him to be in a job he loves and use his talents for good and do what he loves every day. And the same I, the same way I am with my children, you know, you always, you think your kids are maybe better than they are at something, but you just want to be the cheerleader for them. So it's in all areas of, of your life where your why shows up and it can really be a wonderful tool to help you decide which path to go next. Oh, I think that's so powerful. And like you said, it's not just applicable to people who own businesses. So if you're listening to this episode and you're like, this is great, but I'm not a small business owner. Like this is definitely information that'll help you as Mariah indicated in your relationship with your partner or your family or your friends or your community. And I know that when you came in and spoke with like our business school students earlier this year, you said that sometimes there are these misconceptions about why statements and people think they know what a why statement is, but like one that stuck out to me from your presentation was that this why can change depending on the scenario you're in. So can you mm -hmm. walk us through some of the misconceptions that might be in like popular culture about what a why is? Yeah. So I think um, everybody they can have their why for the moment or they can call it their why for why they're doing a project or you know why they're even in business but how simon explains the why it's not tied to your work it really is tied to every every area of your life and what's wonderful about finding this why it's not just for this season you find your why and it stays the same because you are set in who you are like deep down by the time you're a young adult. And so you can just rest assured that I've found my why and I know it's not going to change. What I do for sure is going to change. Like my profession or my focus, that will for sure change. Even how you show up can kind of change too. But that why is just intrinsically inside of you. So when you hear someone say like, oh, my why is are my kids? Well, your kids are part of your why. But when your kids go off to college or leave your house, then what's your why? You know, your why has to be something bigger. And it's it's milestones like that in life where you can use your why to then ask yourself, what is next? And how can I use my why to decide what is next? So it's not just like this project you're working on right now. It's a bigger, a bigger picture sort of thing. And you only have to find it once in order to use it to, you know, find those smaller whys of each season of your life, basically. Thank you for explaining that. And that was a distinction I wanted to make sure that we made here because there are so many times when you're in conversation or you're introducing yourself to a new group of people or you're at a conference or a gathering and you have to share what is your why. And before speaking with you in the business school setting, like I had that same thought and now it makes so much more sense to me that it's this thing inside of you, that your why is going to be a constant. And while you shift yeah. and change, the why stays the same, like you said, as this guide to help you and be a filter for your decision-making. Right. And it really is just that 
if you could wake up and be the absolute best version of yourself, what contribution would you make to the world and what impact would it have on other people in the best way possible? So that's where you can wake up and strive to be this person every single day. You're going to have better days than others, of course, even better Mm -hmm. seasons than others. But if you can just have that at the top of your mind, like, okay, this is why I was put on the earth. These are my God-given gifts. This is how I can show up and help people. Then at least you have a path. Oh, Mariah, this is just like full of gold nuggets every like five minutes. Thank you. This is so great. So let's say that somebody is listening and they're like, I think this is something I need for myself. I've been looking for this like next step. And I think a why is going to be foundational in that. What does it look like to take a new client through this why discovery process? Yeah. So it's really a pretty simple process. Um, and it doesn't take that long, which makes it seem not that valuable, but it just, it, it boils down and you have so many themes in your life that are connected. So basically when somebody hires me to help them find their why, I send them the Simon Sinek Ted talk because it's so full of goodness. And then I send a packet that will help them through different questions and pages that will help them uncover 10 to 15 really impactful stories from their life. And it could be uh, something you remember a parent saying to you when you were younger that kind of changed your perspective on life. Or it could be um, a story about a coach who believed in you in like a specific moment where you felt like this, that was really wonderful. So it could be like smaller moments like that, or it could be like the birth of your child or meeting your spouse or you know, the day you quit your job or the day you felt the like, I would do this for free, you know, that type of work. So just an example for me, my, (laughs) the birth of my second child, like that was very impactful day. However, that wasn't one of my stories. One of my stories was I was bawling when I was being um, rolled into labor and delivery because I was so sad for my oldest child because he would no longer be you know, the only child and have all my time and attention. Now he would have to share it. And, you know, just little things like that. Another one was I really thought I wanted to be a marine biologist, which does not align with my why I don't feel. But uh, (laughs) my dad was just really matter of fact with me. And I was probably, I mean, free Willie had just come out. So it was probably like fourth grade. And he told me, that's probably just not going to be a good career path for you. Because you'd have to move to Florida and there aren't that many marine biologists. But I feel like in that time period, there were multiple situations like that where I really just felt like I can never be the best at anything. So it put me on a trajectory of I'm going to try absolutely everything so I don't fail at one thing that I want to be really good at. And up until 2016, I feel like that was my life. I couldn't get it figured out. I was, you know, I know it's not the whole the whole um, quote, but I was jack of all trades, master of none. And I just didn't feel good at anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So finding my why 100% changed my thoughts on that and how it, it, it led me to make smart decisions into what, where should I invest my time and what talents should I pursue further? Because 
I am gifted in these areas, you know? So once I get those stories and we hop on our first call, the first call is about two hours and I have the um, client tell me their stories in whatever order they want. And I sit and take notes on the themes that come up in those stories. So maybe it's lack of confidence to try, or maybe it's feeling terrible because you feel like you're letting someone down. But those themes, whether you know it or not, the same themes come up in almost every story that you tell, or there is that same string of feelings in each story. So generally, there's eight to 10 big themes that come up. And once the stories are all done, we go through them and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that confidence was such a huge factor in my you know, impactful moments. And we narrow the eight to 10 themes down into where you feel like you make a, the biggest contribution. So maybe if confidence was your issue back then, like it was for me, now my biggest goal is to give people the confidence, to cheer them on, to tell them they can do you know, what they want to do. So maybe that we find the contribution and then the impact it has on others. So for me in saying to build others up, that's what I want to do. My contribution is to build others up. And the impact of that is that they confidently shine. And that's in, you know, all areas of their life. So that's the first call. They walk away with a why statement. We sit with it for about a week. We go back and forth via email like, hey, how does this word sound? Because the wording has to sound good to you. Like I can help uncover the themes, but the wording has to sound like something you would say, you know, in your normal conversation. So I help with wording and coming up with the right verbiage. And then on our second call, it's an hour. We take the other, you know, four to six themes that were left over that we didn't use in the why statement. And we turn those into um, filters for making decisions. So for me, it was confidence in helping people shine. My leftover themes were really big into community, really big into feeling safe and having that safety in numbers and kind of in community to be able to trust my instincts when it breaks the rules. There's so many moments in my life where I was breaking the technical rules, but it propelled me forward. I'm not like, like stealing a car or anything, but it's like <laughs> using four fonts in design instead of two, you know, like breaking those little rules. And then um, getting and giving credit where credit is due is huge for me. Um, and then optimism and faith are huge also. So it shows like I am operate my absolute best when all of those things are in place. So I can then help people once we have those filters, we can look at a situation they have coming up or an opportunity and ask, okay, ultimately, will it fit with your why? If that's yes, then that's perfect. Um, now we run through like it was for me. Will there be an opportunity to have community or participate in community or build community? Will there be safety? Will I be able to have the freedom to trust my instincts, even if it's not technically what they want? Um, will I get credit? Will I be able to give credit? And is this person or organization optimistic and do they, you know, feel joy and because if it's a if it's a pessimistic company, it's just not going to work for me, you know. So it's helping people come up with those filters uh, for their own business and life decision making, whether it's, you know, to create a new offering or whether you should join the PTO at school, like literally everything can be run through those. 
So that's the basic, you know, portion of, or the second portion of the why discovery call. If they're a business owner, I then help them turn their why statement into like a mission statement and some verbiage they can use on their website and Instagram profiles that speaks to their why, but in a more conversational tone and how like helps them share it more because your why is only as strong as how well you can share it with others. So I try to focus on that too. Oh my gosh. I think this is such a powerful opportunity for anybody who's listening because I think having sometimes the hardest thing, especially if you find yourself being multi-passionate or you find Mm -hmm. yourself being multi-talented, or if you're somebody who has like in your business, you have the opportunity to like go after things and make the call. Sometimes it's hard to know which one to go after. And like, especially speaking to like where I'm at, like sometimes we'll think, okay, this is what I'm going to do with the business. And then you have like this client call in, they're like, I would like to work with you. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, this would be like a great payday, or this would be a great person to help. But having these filters, like you talked about, like maybe there's a red flag about the optimism in the company, or maybe there's a red flag about like, it's just not fitting your ultimate goal. Like having this filtration system is a huge point too. I think there's so much good that can come out of this wide discovery process. Right. And I, I struggle with that too, because like anybody can say they want to work with you. And especially if it's like a bigger company or a really awesome opportunity, I have to check myself sometimes because a lot of times it's just, I want the recognition that I did that. But if they don't fit with those other filters, I'm going to hate the work. I'm never going to want to share it. I don't want to see it ever again because I just am taken back to the the moment in time where I was building that and stressing out about it. And we all live such busy lives. It's a waste to spend your time working on projects that drain you and are going to put you in a bad mood for your family when you get home. Or if you feel like you have to work on the weekend so you can finish this project that you don't enjoy anyway, it's just not worth it. So it's finding the people that align with what you do. We can't all like live a perfect day and take on ideal client projects or we all have things we have to do that we just can't say no to. But this is at least a way for you to look and then know like, okay, this person is pretty much like or pretty they're a downer and I know I'm not going to like that. But if I can like work through this, I know where the problems are going to arise and I can just be extra happy that day or mm-hmm. um same with pieces of projects. If you know you're not one for tedious work, maybe that's something you outsource to somebody who thrives on tedious work. So it's a way to collaborate with other people then as well. So just noticing where the problems are going to arise and either sucking it up and, and dealing with them and making the best of them or, you know, hiring somebody who can also share their gifts into the project then. But it's just having the knowledge of where problems will arise is super helpful rather than being blindsided by it, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. And there's so much about business ownership and being like a solopreneur or self-employed that you feel like it should be strategy and it's getting the job done and it's doing the thing, but Mm -hmm. it's so much deeper than that. And it's so much like self-awareness work and knowing how you particularly operate so that you can either 
prepare yourself, like you were saying, or you know where you can bring in people or processes to support you through that way. And I think that this idea of business being as much the thing you do as the self-discovery portion is like, it's just, it kind of blew my mind when I realized that, but it's like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, definitely. And I know you work with a lot of creative, um, creatives as part of this why discovery process. And I would imagine that with creatives who have like a lot of these opportunities available to them, this is especially a beneficial process for people in creative industries. Definitely. Yeah. Because I think uh, creative people just, I mean, a lot of people are multi-passionate, but when we're creatives or entrepreneurs, we have the opportunity to like go whatever path we want. And when you can at least narrow in on what maybe that path should be or what would be best suited for you, it's just so helpful. As I said, I mean, I have a lot of passions and things I would love to be good at. And it is hard to sometimes think like, oh, I could turn this hobby and make money at it. Well, maybe, but is that the thing, the goal you really want to strive for? So one of mine was I really had a goal of teaching a craft class at anthropology back when they did craft classes. And Madison was the closest. And I went up there one time and helped them with their window displays when you could do that around Christmas time. And so it really, I was like, I'm going to teach a craft class at anthropology. And the more I like after the, I never did it, but after the fact, after I got out of the wedding industry, it was like, what? I would have, that would have been my, that was my end all be all goal. Like I have made it if this happens, but what would have actually brought me? I would have gotten that goal and been so sad that I wasted my time on something that didn't, it didn't align with my why and my, you know, how I operate at my best. And so I would have gotten to the end of that goal and just thought, well, that was a waste, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just helps you set bigger goals that are more aligned also. And as a business owner, I think sometimes we need that extra help in figuring out what our goals are going to be. And we can just ask, does this really matter or does it just look good on paper or sound good when I tell somebody, you know? Yeah. And that's what I was thinking, like when you said earlier in the conversation about like some things, like they give you recognition, but like this concept of hosting a craft class at anthropology, like what would that ultimately, like there are, like you said, things that, yeah, they'd be cool, but then are they going to fulfill us in the long run? Like if you're somebody who that would like fill your bucket to just like say, I'm leading these people, then that's something you should pursue. But for some of us, it could just be that shiny object that like it gives yeah. us something to do. And then afterwards, you're like, you feel nothing. And that's like a sad, like that's sad to go through all that and then have that be the result. Yeah. But there's definitely for every one of us, those opportunities that were like, this is the thing. And then you do it and you're like, that wasn't the thing. <laughs> and no, this helps you make those thing, choices. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. I'm sure we could all fill books with like things that we thought were going to be the next big idea. And then it was like, why did I, why did I do that? That was not. <laughs> and honestly, I think for me, even that example helped me. I mean, it's almost made it a little bit harder for me to have long-term goals because I just leave it a little more open now. Like I know I'm on a path and as long as I can build other people up so they can 
you know, confidently put themselves forward, I'm happy. So my goal doesn't have to be start a show at Template Shop and that's my end all be all. Like it goes further than that. And so just leaving the door open a little bit to whatever opportunity comes your way, you know, and then being able to run it through those filters, whether it'll work or not. It has just helped me even give myself a little bit of grace when I don't achieve these goals that I set on January 1st. It's like, no, that was, you know, nine whole months ago and a world of difference in how my life was even back then. So yeah, it's just been helpful in so many ways, being able to use that why statement. Um, Let's go into, because you're talking about like these opportunities that you've had and the ways that you help people, because it does go like the why discovery and the why process is very foundational. But as we discussed earlier, like you're also helping people shine through graphic design and web design. And I know that you also have had opportunities to go and speak and be a part of these great conferences and gatherings. So can you walk us into some of these other things that you found that really light you up in the process of serving others too? Yeah. So after I found my why and I really discovered the type of people that I want to work with. And really, they have a lot of the same values that I do. Mm -hmm. And generally, that team seems to be like emotive photographers who have like these moody, you know, like, and it could be all over the country. I'm not, I'm definitely not, my ideal client isn't every photographer. It's a certain type of photographer. And it is like small shop owners. I just saw you with your Midwest girl um, cup (laughs) over there. And um, so women like them who just, whose value and way of life aligns with like, it doesn't have to be a certain, a certain industry or a certain person. It can be like people who have the same values as me and who want the same things and want to put their best foot forward. It's just like being able to help anybody like that is what lights me up and being able to dive into their past a little bit and know who they want to be working with. And then just putting a visual face on that so that they can, I just finished up a website and brand for um, a photographer down in Arizona. And she said that she feels like her art finally has a home. And that just was like the, even the colors we chose, I hadn't looked at a ton of her photography. I knew her style, but when I designed her website, the colors in her color palette for her branding match the colors in her photos perfectly. And it just Mm. all felt like this beautiful, cohesive piece that then makes her confident to give somebody her website or have a logo that looks like the peony tattoo she has on her arm. Like it's just all intertwined. And what I love about that also is when your work or when your like brand and website are rooted in who you are and who you want to work with, you're not rebranding every year because you feel like you've got you've got it. Like this feels like your home. It's kind of like that why statement when there's something backing it, you don't have to redo it over and over and over again. So that's what I like about branding and web and working with that type of person. And then I love mentoring others. And so I've, you know, kind of recently started mentoring other creatives and specifically designers, because I feel like if they can start off rooted in their why and like knowing who they want to work with, 
they can be years ahead of where I was when I started out, you know. So just helping other graphic designers with that. And then I love brainstorming ideas with business owners. So I offer like a one-on-one business brainstorm session where anybody can just sign up and we just talk about ideas that they have for their business. And I can maybe help them uncover some new ideas or just talk through processes um, because I've been able to host some retreats and stuff too and do some different things. So just having a wide variety of experiences has helped me in those areas as well. I think what you said about like not necessarily honing in on a specific industry, but knowing the kind of values that guides you with who you're going to work with and how you help them. I think like after you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Because looking at some of the brands you've worked with from the Midwest girl through um, some other female entrepreneurs in this area, like the things I think of are like quality, like longevity, legacy, rooted. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so for people who are out there specifically creatives and designers that are like, you can spend so much time at the beginning, like working with a variety of people, variety of industries, and it takes you a while to like find that group. Or if you're listening to a lot of like um, marketing professionals, like niching down. And for some people that niching down doesn't ever feel quite right. Like it fits into a specific box. And so I feel like what you explained, like that could help so many people out there save time through this business startup process by not feeling like they have to niche in the certain way that all these marketing professionals tell you, but you can niche into your personal vibe of brand or vibe of partner or vibe of client. And that will give you that fulfillment that you're looking for in your work. Definitely. But I do think in order to do that, you need to know what your values are Mm -hmm. and your why can help you find your values, you know? And I think before I knew my why and knew my, what I really stood for, I did niche down. Like I tried to niche down as much as possible into this specific group, but then I was able to open it back up. Like it doesn't just have to be this group. It can be more than that, as long as they're the type of people that I really enjoy working with. Oh, I love that so much. And through your work, and I think this is probably a lot to be attributed with like the people you're working with, the fulfillment you're finding in the projects that you're taking on. I know that you recently were published. Can you tell us about that? That was a surprise. Um, I am, I'm really passionate about about the Show It website platform because I learned website coding and I just never had the confidence to like really go for web design because I hated coding. And I just love you're preaching to the choir. I can't do that part. It boggles me. It's it's nice to know snippets so I can make adjustments. But the show it platform is literally like I can throw all the brand files in there. I can set the color palette. I can set the fonts. And then literally I just drag and drop and design the pages like I would something in Photoshop or Illustrator. So I've always loved the show it platform. And then even their customer service is like, amazing. They're so amazing. So I've been building on the show platform since 2018. And I designed a website for my friend Maggie. And she's a photographer here in the Quad Cities. And her work is amazing. Again, just it it tells stories and has awesome colors. And 
So building her site was fun because it was just, I'm I'm taking the branding I did for her that feels like her and then putting it all together in this home for her work. And we submitted it, I think it was last year sometime. Um, I had some of my clients submit their websites to be featured. And so show it, it's their fourth edition. They call it Spark and it's a book of hardbound book of 50 websites and I think a couple different, you know, marketing type stories or features. And uh, yeah, we found out we were chosen to be featured and it was the best honor because it's work I love and that I'm proud of. And then for that to be recognized by this platform that I love was just amazing. So congratulations to you. I saw that on your Instagram stories, which by the way, if you're not already following Mariah, we're going to give the handles of all that in a little bit. But I love following along because of the projects you're working on, like seeing what you're doing in your homestead. And, um, yeah. but then the day you were sharing about this publication, I was like, oh my gosh, what a, what a blast. <laughs> like what an honor. And it speaks to the quality and the level of work that you and your clients are doing together. I think it's yeah. such a great honor and congratulations to you. Thank you. I was very, very excited about that. <laughs> As you should be. Um, okay, Mariah, I know we're getting close on time. So why don't you just take us into where can people connect with you online if they want to just follow along on Instagram or if yeah. they're really interested in working with you in this Y discovery process? Yeah. So I show up mainly on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is Wander Design Co. And my website is wanderdesignco.com. And from there, people can inquire on my website or just learn more about my um, services and offerings. But of course, I need to update my website. So Instagram is probably the best place to see work and learn more about like the why discovery process and how it's helped people and see some different why statements. I think I have a highlight reel all about why discovery up there. Oh, perfect. And yes. Go because her house, like the the acreage that your family moved to, was it last year that you guys moved? Yeah, this time last year we moved. Oh my gosh! And the like the work you're doing there, and I don't mean to sound like I'm stalking you, but like the the pergola that you guys yeah. put together, I'm like, this is so cute, and it's so <laughs> like it. I mean, everything has your vibe, and I'm like, that is just so Mariah, and I love it. Well, and what's wonderful about things like that is, um. I haven't done my husband's why discovery yet. We're like, we got to work up to that. We've been talking about it for a few years, but I know his is in serving others too. And so really like the pergola we built to be done for his mom's 60th birthday party that we had here. And we just get to enjoy it now, but it really, we want to bring people together in community and gather and we have big plans for our property. So it is just exciting. And that's why I leave my goals wide open because this time, well, earlier in the summer last year, I would have never have thought I'd be living on four acres with chickens and a huge lab and an old rusty truck. Like I just couldn't mm-hmm. have envisioned that for myself, but it all kind of aligns and it it was supposed to be, it was meant to be. And so, yeah, it's just, it feels a little bit like a dream life right now. And uh, I feel very, very blessed that. Um, you know, we get to live this life. 
So great. Okay. We always end with a couple of questions called the small talk round here on the podcast. And these are just off the cuff, like super random questions that I didn't put on the prep sheet. So are you cool playing this game? (laughs) Yes. All right. Number one, if you are out and about, what is something that you have in your earbuds or on your radio? Um, lately it's been need to breathe all the time. Like I just love the band need to breathe. So I was supposed to see them in July in Nashville and they, they postponed their concert. So I've just been living on their, their playlist on Spotify. Love it. Okay. Question number two, if you're home working for the day, what is something we can find on your desk, whether it's a snack, a drink, or just like something that you always have nearby? Um, coffee, water bottle, and most likely an energy drink, which I'm not proud of, but <laughs> somebody told me, um, you know, you know that you're a successful woman when you carry three drinks with you everywhere oh, yeah. and you just hit that three drink mark. So great. <laughs> yeah. Kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. What is something you have on your bucket list personally before the end of the year? Oh, goodness. I would say, oh man, that's a tough one. I think I, I mean, I have business goals, Mm -hmm. of course. I, I really want to launch a, um, a show at template shop and then also do like kind of pre-made logos for people who might not be able to invest fully in a branding package. But these would just be like fun passion projects for me that I would then sell for mm-hmm. people who resonated with that design. So I would say that would be a big one, um, just creating some more passive income so I can spend more time outside picking apples for you know six hours or <laughs> putting together flower bouquets. Oh, I love that. And it's, yeah, it's a goal that then gives you time back and then you yeah. can spend that personally. Oh, I love it. Well, Mariah, <laughs> I appreciate you so much for the wisdom you bring like just the spark of energy you bring. And I thank you for the time that you spent today with me. And I know the listeners are going to love this episode. Well, it's such a pleasure. I always love listening and seeing all the cool stuff you're doing too. So the feeling is mutual. Thank you. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.